This is the M6P with your host, Andy Kirby. And Jared Mayo. a pleasure sir always a pleasure <laughs> how's it going man it's great i'm having <laughs> fun are you what are you having fun doing actually i have spent uh some time with my children and they make me laugh i came out from the bedroom this morning and saw some people eating breakfast these people were my kids uh oh. little steve was basically planking from the <laughs> kitchen table to the windowsill, and he looked over at me, giant smile, Daddy! <laughs> I was like, all right. He wasn't eating. He was just doing some sort of, I don't even know what we call this, socially acceptable fad. I don't know. <laughs> are there are there, are there kids at your work doing this new fad, too? No, no. I, I mean, I actually, this is going to sound very ageist, but I actually work with a lot of older people. Um, the other building has the youngins. Now, I... I don't know how much our readers know, but because we haven't talked about it too much on the show, but who is Steve? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, we are in the process of adopting. So, Yay! Yeah, so we are, we've had a foster child now, and we're not supposed to talk about it on social media, but Steve's not really his real name, so... <laughs> there you go. Um, we've, uh, we've had him since he was three months old, and he's almost two. So he'll be two in March. So what is that? So 20... I guess we've had him 19 months? That, I don't I thought it was 21. If you had him... I don't know. 20, 23. Oh, he's not two yet. He's not two yet. No. <laughs> so 24 minus two is 22. Minus three is 19. 19 months. There you go. Say, I don't do math. You do. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we're a few months away from finishing the adoption. Hopefully, hopefully. So it's been a it's been a road, but anyway, he's great. That's um, awesome. He he's all smiles, you know, except when yeah. he throws his temper tantrums, and then we're all smiles because it's kind of funny. It's like <laughs> like we're to the age now. Like when we were when we had our other kids, like Felicity and Deidre and stuff, we were extremely young, right? So like. Yeah. We were like, what do we do? This kid's going to blow a vein. You know, Felicity would hit her head against the wall and the floor and stuff. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But when when Steve does this stuff and he just loses his mind, we're just like, it's going to be okay. We've seen the end result. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to have some testosterone in the house, too. Oh, it is. It is. Like, I'll look at him and I'll be like, can you believe that over there? That's ridiculous. (laughs) those people those people (laughs) their hair products fingernails it's like how come there's hair all over the the (laughs) house i don't get it so now you've got kids what are run through their ages again okay so i have and this is all about the change so like in february everybody will get bumped up but i got an 11 year old (laughs) a nine year old a seven year old and a almost two year old wow yeah so but then everybody's gonna change to 12 10 8 and 2 so that's how it's gonna be and you know that happens every year too that they change to even numbers yeah Yeah. they just change to different numbers every year so don't get used to the number for too long okay somewhere around 12 months i don't know does anyone like ask you how old you are and you're like 
oh, I'm 20. No, I'm not. Hell, I did have a birthday, you know? That does happen, yes. Yeah. So then you just lie and you're like, 19? (laughs) I don't. I'm sorry, sir. I don't look 19. I don't have. I don't use the face products. You're like, I'm 19. These are my four kids. (laughs) (laughs) She's 12. (laughs) I want to. We, I, I guess we haven't talked about this, but I was trying to do some wording so that I could point to Steve and say, this is my child from another marriage, because it is from another marriage. Well, actually, see, his parents weren't married, though, that thing. Mm. I think it would be really funny. And just to see what people say? Yeah, like, here are my kids. This is my child from another marriage. And uh-huh. he's, he's African-American, that's why. And I'm not. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> anyway, I thought it would be hilarious. Yeah. We could say another relationship. Yes, that's even more scandalous, especially yeah. in the, the church circles we run in. Yeah, or um, from my other, from a different partner, <laughs> from a different, my legal partner. <laughs> <laughs> this is my child from a different partner. That's rough. I don't know if I could. I don't know if I could truthfully. Whatever I say, it has to be the truth, like technically true. Sure. Yeah. And and I guess I don't know. I don't think his parents are probably ever your partners in any way, shape, or form. Right, exactly. Like, maybe yeah. partners in crime. Maybe that's how he got taken away, but then he would get taken away. Just just introduce him as Luke Cage. This is Luke Cage. No, that's, <laughs> what, he, that's what he went. I do call him Power Man. Um, I'm like, Power Man, show me your muscles. He's like, ooh. <laughs> well, the Halloween costume was just point on point oh it was fantastic and jack i told him i was like it's got to be the se- the 70s luke cage power man <laughs> with the tiara and the bracelets and the gold shirt and she's like no one is gonna know this i said i, I know and she's like i know too i'm doing it for you andy i was like oh what, what a fantastic wife <laughs> well anyway, you know you dealt with princesses for the past 12 years now you get a little superhero yeah I'm trying. Ellie was constantly like, play Barbies with us. Play Barbies with us. I was like, all right, let's play. And she was like, starts bringing all these like baskets of shoes and like handbags. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait. What do we need that stuff for? She's like, we're playing Barbie. I'm like, no, just give me a doll that has clothes on it and we'll play. And we'll, you know, and I said, look, just go get me my old Star Trek figures from when I was a kid. That did not last long. There was... I tried to do like a Secret Wars thing, yeah, with the good versus evil, and they're all stranded on a planet. They didn't, they didn't jump in, but they have discovered Calvin and Hobbes recently. That's not Marvel. No, were you a fan of Calvin and Hobbes, or is yeah. it? Mm-mm. No, not at all. No, I had TV when I was growing up, so um, didn't need those newspapers. Those newspapers. (laughs) All right. So what's going on with you, man? Oh, nothing. Just uh, chatting with my bra. (laughs) My bra. So you're not in any movies? You're not trying out for anything? Uh, I keep... uh, (laughs) Okay, so uh, Avengers and Black Panther are both casting for roles. Yes. And I just keep forgetting to take my picture to send in. No! I know. Don't you take your own picture all the time? No. I'm not a... No, no, I, I think uh, I'll shave tomorrow and I'll take my picture. Like, you mean your face? Probably. Oh, okay. You're not I'll one shave of... my face, too. You don't... Oh, come on. Come what? On. You are don't you talking... want arm hair in the pictures? Are you talking... Are you serious? You shave your no! face? <laughs> no! <laughs> I know people that do that. I'm like, why, why are you doing that? It looks like your arm is being attacked by little ants burrowing down into your skin. No, there's no, no reason. <laughs> But you could probably submit, too, and then we could both meet up in Atlanta. 
Oh, I don't think so, man. Like, my arms are super hairy. Oh, uh, we'll put you in sleeves. Okay, I can do that. All right. This is my friend. He wears sleeves. Yes. Yeah. But you can't see his face, and it can't be on camera. Ooh, that would pose a problem, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could you just have him always um, from, behind from the shoulders down? <laughs> that would be great. Why, <laughs> is he super tall? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's hiding from the government. Well, you know, you got to hide. If I was really hiding from the government, I wouldn't be putting a podcast out. I know. Anyways, I got pictures of you. <laughs> I, got, I got pictures. <laughs> so nothing else is going on? Uh, it's kind of boring up here in Ohio. There's not a whole bunch going on. How's the weather up there? Uh, it was 58 today. Wow. Sounds pretty exciting for January. I mean, I love, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love global warming. <laughs> okay. All right. It's great. Sounds good to me. No. Yeah, let's get the show rolling. Okay, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if it's about me, what? Yeah, it is about you. So, you told me the other day that you had been beating your head against the wall because you you didn't have a personal trainer or your personal trainer was not good. Do you remember this conversation? I was saying I'm just not getting the results I want, but I'm trying to trust my trainer as he says we're doing fine. Oh, I meant a previous trainer, not your current one. Yes, my second, yeah, my second trainer just didn't really do much. Okay, okay. So you said I was thought I was eating all the right stuff, and I, I, I wasn't eating all the right stuff. So when I talked to you face-to-face, you were talking to me about the, the dangers of dairy. <laughs> do you remember this or no? Yes. Okay, so were you wrong or what about that specifically? Well, half the... <laughs> I don't know where this is coming from. I have been wondering about this. No, half the studies I've read say that dairy causes you to hold on to fat. And the other half of the studies I've read have said that's not true. So I'm back to dairy. Okay, okay. <laughs> that was that was actually on my first trainer, and I'm on my third right now. <laughs> so, see, I, I got to keep up with your, your health tips. Where did that come from? I've been wondering. I've been wondering. Since you said I've been doing the wrong things, and now I'm on the right track... I thought, well, what did he tell me that could be wrong, that would impact my life? Oh, okay. That could be a whole nother show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is the M6P. Thank you for turning in. It is a comic book podcast. Um, you can email us at m6plc at gmail.com. You can uh, visit our website, vm6p.com. And, um, of course, follow us on Twitter, at vm6p. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash vm6p. We're also on Instagram and uh, YouTube under the M6P. You can even be a part of our show by giving us a call and leaving us a message at 616-755-TINA. And we are sponsored by DCB Service, Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. They have sale going on right now. Uh, their sister site, In Stock Trades, you get 50 up to 70% off their clearance stuff. Um, I think there was uh, like Neil Gaiman 1602, Marvel 1602 up there for like uh, $7, $10, something like that. Something crazy, man. Um, so, you know, they say that you can get anywhere from 20 to 40% off, but those are the smaller publishers. You can get 40 to 50% off on Marvel stuff, and that's why you're tuning into this podcast anyway. That's right. We're also sponsored by Community Retail Partnership. For all your discounts at Office Depot, go to crpsavings.com. We're also sponsored by michaelwebsolutions.com. All right, man, what we got today? 
We're going to look at Monsters Unleashed and the Mighty Captain Marvel. Okay, which one do you want to hit first? Let's hit up Monsters Unleashed number one. Do it. The story starts out as we follow someone drawing on a notepad in what looks to be asteroids raining down upon the Earth, but they turn out to be huge monsters falling from space. They land throughout various lands in the Marvel Universe, and heroes from the Avengers to the X-Men struggle to take them on. Hopping from location to location, we find Elsa Bloodstone seems to be putting clues together as the monsters crashing to Earth was once foretold as prophecy. In Springfield, Missouri, we meet a young boy named Key, who is drawing a picture of the same monster currently battling the champions. As he heads outside, he's stopped by Fin Fang Foom, telling him he's playing a dangerous game. <laughs> I, I love your recaps. They're, <laughs> they're fantastic. I didn't know how, how to pronounce his name. K-E-I. That's key. Sure. Why not? All right. K-E-I. Let's see. That would be K. In, if it's Chinese, it's if it's Mandarin, that would be K. All right. It's K now. K now. K now, K now. <laughs> Don't dream it's over. So um, exactly seven days after Civil War II has ended, Marvel's next epic, Monsters Unleashed, has begun. Yes! I, I was a little upset. I, was, I didn't have a whole event to read for six days. So thankfully, Monsters Unleashed showed up. Oh, yes. So, who's the who's writing and who's uh, who's illustrating on it? Uh, Cullen Bunn is writing this story, and the art is by Mr. Steve McNiven. And how many issues? It will be five issues, shipped bi-weekly. I'm all for it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I I'm trying to keep positive about Marvel releasing it on time. They they don't have the best track record lately, and then yeah. them. You know, for doing a monthly crossover, let alone a bi-weekly crossover. However, um, I do believe each issue is uh, drawn by a different artist. No. So I, because kind of giving all of Marvel's uh, various artists a crack at drawing some crazy monsters, you know. So I'm thinking maybe that will uh, keep the the in between time minimal. I got gotcha. you. So I thought the first issue was decent. Just kind of sets everything up. Um, you know, more than half of the book is just various teams fighting various monsters, you know? Various um, teams and various monsters. <laughs> and we get introduced to Kay and uh, see that Elsa Bloodstone is doing some stuff. But other than that, you know, it's just a pretty basic. I, I think Steve McNiven could, could draw anything and I would pick it up, you know? I tell you, the art in this is fantastic, isn't it? Like yeah. as soon as you as soon as you hit that first panel, it's like, oh, that pencil's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who this monster is, but I want to keep reading. <laughs> so what struck me here um, is that even though the story's good and I do like the dialogue and the art is phenomenal, I started going through and I'm like, right, right. These are our teams, right? I was like, wait a minute, which team do I even care about here? <laughs> Did you get that at all? Well, no, I guess I was trying to figure out where in continuity this is taking place. I knew you would. I knew you would. <laughs> it must be after, because we've got the new this new Avengers team with right. Hercules and Wasp. So that means it's after Civil War II. But then also Inhumans vs. X-Men is happening right now. So I'm thinking Inhumans vs. X-Men is after this, is after Monsters Unleashed. Mm. Yeah, it's not during that eight months. That was Death of X, right? 
That was Death of X. Right, right. Which is a shame because they had the eighth month window where time runs out and they could have dovetailed it into that. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it yeah, so I think it goes Civil War two, Monsters Unleashed, IVX. Are you more interested in Monsters Unleashed than you were Civil War Two? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? I was more interested in paint drawing than I was Civil War Two. Okay. Well, what about this? Are you in, more interested in Monsters Unleashed than you are with uh, Inhumans vs. X Men? Um, probably not. Wow. Probably not. What about you? You're kind. Of, you're a little behind on some titles, but I'm, I'm a little behind. I have a little behind. Yes. Um, <laughs> Inappropriate inappropriate i thought like anything i can do to say that i'm not fat i kind of have to do it you're not fat <laughs> i know you told you i know but you okay that's smart <laughs> i'm not fat. okay the, the i do I, what were we even talking about which are you more because you haven't finished civil war 2 no i so. am still very interested in civil war 2 um i am I'm liking this uh, Monsters Unleashed. I have zero interest in uh, in humans or sex men. Zero, zero. It's gonna be tough to actually get me to care at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could be clearer. Uh, why are you so so hating on IVX? I don't care about the Inhumans. The only Inhuman I care about is Black Bolt, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him to be a bar owner or a club owner. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> So I was going through this title, right? And so I'm looking at the team. And so the Avengers, I was like, oh, right, right, right. Wasp and Thor, right, and Spider-Man. Okay. And not Steve Rogers. In no sense is this an Avengers team. (laughs) It just doesn't feel like it. And so then you get the X-Men, and I kind of see them. This is the extraordinary X-Men team, right? Yes. Okay. So, eh, all right. Old Man Logan, I get you. Then you have Wakanda, and then you have Star-Lord and the Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought that was cool. I, I, I dig them. But then you get the Inhumans with the Human Torch. I still don't like that, man. <laughs> I still I still have a problem with that. But Beast isn't there. Then Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Well, she is the smartest person in the entire Marvel Universe. Is she? Yes. H- how many smartest people in the entire Marvel Universe have we had? I mean, well, it's, Amadeus Cho, you know, like... No, Amadeus Cho was in the top eight. So she's smarter? Yes, she's the smartest. She's smarter than Tony Stark and Reed Richards. How do you know that? Where is that established? Uh, in her comic book, it was established. But, are you are you not reading Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur? I read the first one. Okay, well, you should really read the whole thing. Marvel said. Are you reading it? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I do like Elsa Bloodstone. I do like that. I like her character. But then, did you notice uh, in the Los Angeles on the Champions team? Did you notice the artistic uh, mess up there? No. Okay. So oh, with Ultimate Spider-Man and Spider-Man. Yes. I did. It makes me wonder. Because this is not drawn as Ultimate Spider-Man. It wasn't miscolored, I don't think. Don't I, you? I'm not sure what does the Ultimate Spider-Man's back look like. I don't know. Because otherwise know. they could explain it as just being lighting. Well, if you turn the page that has the the V coming down over the front, the red V, and so that's got to connect somewhere, and I don't think it connects the way they have it right there. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Oh, oh! you know what else killed me about this? What killed you about this? What killed me about this is the Wakanda stuff, right? What? Did, did anything stand out to you about the dialogue in Wakanda? 
Uh, no. Okay. He says the military should handle getting civilians to safety. You know, the people with the giant guns and the tanks and the lasers and everything. They should handle getting people to safety. While we deal with... the Him and Shuri <laughs> deal with killing the monsters. <laughs> okay, sure. So what did you think about this issue then? Not a big fan or... I thought it was fun. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I'm, I'll, I'll keep reading it because I, I like it. I am a little disappointed that you said that it's going to be different um, different artists. But it looks like the next one's Greg Land, right? I, I didn't check ahead. I'm sorry. I know oh. Adam Kubert's doing one of the issues. Oh, right on. I love his art. I I'm, probably, I'm, go go on. <laughs> Well, I probably won't look and do all the, uh, the tie-ins. But I'll, I'll read the tie-ins. Yeah, I don't think the tie-ins will be... They'll be about as important as the Civil War II tie-ins. But I, but what you said was exactly what I wanted from this. It's fun. I just want a fun read. Just some superheroes beating up monsters for five issues. Agreed. That's what I want, too. So I'm good. Because, I mean, all that, like, there's got to be, I don't mind if there's some preachy stuff in the comics. I don't mind if there's some preachy social stuff. I don't mind if there's some preachy political stuff, religious stuff. Like, I don't mind that in each one. But I have to have a genre that's just fun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can have the teen genre, kind of like, um, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, when you look back in the grand scheme of things, um, the Runaways had no bearing on any other book, right? Yeah. And nowadays, with the limited amount of time I have, I probably wouldn't read that book, but I enjoyed it so much. So it makes me wonder, are there other books, are there other series and titles out there that are like The Runaways and have are so much fun that I am not reading? And actually, one I, I wonder about is Ms. Marvel. Or, uh, yeah, Ms. Marvel. Maybe you'll have to check it out. I might have to. I mean, it wasn't bad when I when I read the uh, the follow up issues. I remember the first one was was tough to take, but the second issue, I think the first one was tough to take, really because the Terrigen mist, you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and also the commentary of this word means this in a different language. Yeah, I don't want to get back on that. <laughs> so anyway, but but I remember I remember reading issue two and issue three and saying, you know what, I kind of like this character. It's all right. Well, so, good. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm just not a Kamala fan, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, so Mighty Captain Marvel? You got it. All right. This book is extremely straightforward, okay? Captain Marvel is watching some sort of TV show of herself that is pretty cheesy and not what she would do. And then all of a sudden they get called to a refugee crisis. Uh, and the interesting thing about that show is, I guess the money that they're making from that show um, goes to funding Alpha Flight. So that that's an interesting piece. But then they get called away. There's a humanitarian crisis uh, for the Cree, I guess. There's been a mass exodus, and there's refugee camps for... Um, people from other planets coming to earth and there's a Cree child being kidnapped that carol goes and saves uh and beats back a bounty hunter and then brings the Cree child and they kept saying blue-skinned Cree child so i know that there are different races of Cree, but they kept making a point of that so that might play in later um and they brought the Kree child up to the Alpha Flight space station and started teaching her English. 
and eating jelly beans, and then we find out that it was all part of the plan that this shape-shifting bounty hunter uh, had the child as bait, and then he blew up the facility, which would be the um, alien refugee camp, and now he slash she is going to hunt some bigger game. And that's basically it. The uh, this, this plot was extremely straightforward. It was Margaret Stahl, which is, this is her first comic, full-length comic. Let's see who did the art on this. I don't know who did the art on this. Uh, Ramon Rosanas. Oh, Ramon! <laughs> yes, I know him. <laughs> what did you think of this book? Uh, <laughs> I was not impressed. I was bummed. Because uh, I guess sometimes the good, the bad parts to me are so glaring that they outweigh the good parts of the book. Okay, so what were well, the bad parts that were blaring? Well, I don't, you know, you you just said that you like books that, you know, sometimes have some social commentary and stuff, but I thought this one was way overdone. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that. I mean, with whole, like, yeah, it was. I, okay. It was. I you mean, you mean with the refugees or the, or the blue skin, like the racism or, or the, the feminism in it or what? <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You're, you're hitting them all. No. <laughs> Yeah, and they're gonna, you know, we're gonna we're gonna um, put up a shield to keep the other refugees out. And um, how do we decide which refugees to take in and which ones not to? And um, yes, yeah, she did make it a point for the out of all the refugees to identify with the one that was the Cree one, not the other alien refugees. And um, I just didn't care for that part. Uh, I what? don't. Let what? me ask. Let me let me interrupt you and ask you. Um, do you think that a different writer, like, okay, would you say that this is a liberal character now, like in depiction of of Carol? Uh, I don't know that she was depicted as necessarily liberal or conservative, but the issues that were facing her were in one direction. Okay, so do you think when Hickman wrote her in Time Runs Out? Do you think that her actions then would line up with her actions now? And also, I guess, do you think that her actions back in Civil War II would line up with her actions now? I mean, her actions in Civil War II, it was like a different character. This wasn't Carol Danvers that I know. Okay. All right. That's really what I'm getting at. Not not liberal conservative, but that the character has changed with this new writer, this new direction type of thing. Yeah. See, I, I was more, when I read this, I was like, ooh, the dialogue is like very like, I'm going to save the day. You know, that sort of thing. Uh-huh. And then she even complained about having... Having uh, the character on the TV show, her um, cleavage be shown. Yeah. And I thought that was really, really funny considering her former costume. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the same thing. That didn't make any sense. And and for and they mentioned it twice, like that she's roped into doing this show in order to pay for Alpha Flight and running sword and all that stuff. But yeah... At, at something happens, I don't know to spoil it for you, in, at the end of Civil War II, where she has unlimited resources, that payment is not an issue. So for oh, us... So you're, you're wondering where this is coming from? Yeah, wh- why does she have this issue now? That doesn't make any sense. Right. And why is Sasquatch an orangutan? Yeah, I noticed that. I saw that. What in the world? That, that, really, that really got my panties in a twist. <laughs> I hated that. <laughs> That's really funny to me that that was one of your things. And, t- like, to be honest with you, I did not 
realized that they were doing a TV show, right? Um, at the, the first panel and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was more interested in the plot of this TV show. Than... <laughs> <laughs> it was like three pages. And I was like, who's this guy? I love her hair. What's going on here? And then I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> I, I got tipped off when his name was Hero Man. Right. But I thought like... Oh, I mean, that's got to be... I For some reason, I thought, like, he's a villain that is just stupid, and she's fighting him. And then all of a sudden, when they kissed, I was like, what is going on here? Like, anyway. <laughs> I was I was really way more into that story than I was <laughs> into, uh, into the actual refugee camp story. Well, yeah, Carol's always been one of the characters that you enjoyed. So what were your... What was your take from this interpretation of Carol? I think that if you read the um, editor's letter at the end, um, I know you're probably rolling your eyes right now, but the, I guess it's the it's the writer. Um, she says, um, finally, a quick shout out to Steve Wacker, who has always been uh, there for Catherine Marvel, and to Kelly Sudaconic, who deserves mad props as Carol Danvers' modern muse. So if she's taking it in this direction that Kelly Sudaconic took it, then I, I'm just not interested because it's a totally different character. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm still hoping and waiting that eventually, like, if history is cyclical and fads are cyclical, then maybe we'll get, I don't care about the costume, you know, I don't care. I mean, it, it was, it was, uh, not modest and not up with the, the times, I suppose it was, uh, objectifying. So I don't really care about that, but the actual character behind it, that's what, maybe we'll get back to that. Maybe by some miracle, Brian Reed will come back. And finish his story of Spider-Man and Carol maybe getting into a romantic relationship. That's what I want. Ooh, I, I would not hold my breath. He's off writing games for Bungie or something. Well, the, I mean, but they're prepping Carol, and they have been prepping Carol for the movie. They want to make sure that she has plenty of material and that she's in your face and that she is known as Marvel's leading lady. And I just don't think it's working. Well, it might be. I don't know. I mean, if it, it keeps selling and they keep going in this direction, maybe it is working. But it's not selling. That's the thing. Like, her, her series has been canceled how many times? It gets super low, super low in the sales, and then they restart it with the number one. She does well the first two issues, and then well, she that, had to That down. means they, they must be banking on a giant payoff when the movie comes out. They all may right. say it's worth all our losses to fill the library because we'll make it up when the movie comes out because people are going to want to go back. Yeah. I don't think that Marvel's concerned with comics so much anymore. I think this, this, it just, it blows my mind how far the Marvel universe is from, from the end of Secret Wars. What do you mean? It's just, it's completely different. It's completely, like, you have Alpha Flight that's in space, right? Well, Part of Avengers and New Avengers during Hickman's run was out in space, right? There was these giant space battles and everything. But when you compare the two, it's totally different. And so it's just, it's a totally different Marvel um, landscape. Yeah. And so when I was getting back into this, and like I was saying, like I read this and I was like, no, I'm not going to follow up on this. And then I started reading, or, or when I read the, uh, the Monsters Unleashed, I started going through and looking at each page as a trial run of each of those team books. And I was like, okay, am I interested in this team? Does that mean I'm going to pick up the Avengers book? Does it mean I'm going to pick up the Champions book? Does it mean I'm going to pick up the Extraordinary X-Men book? You know? Mm-hmm. And I got so excited with Elsa Bloodstone. So, House of Bloodstone? Like, that's where my excitement... Oh, 
I so, got you. So, like, that's where I, I was like, well, that's the book I want to read. I don't really care about Hercules and Spider-Man talking back and forth. or You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, it's kind of kind of sad here. <laughs> well, just wait till you catch up on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the ending of Civil War 2? No. No. Oh. No. No, but you need to read it, though, so that we can discuss things. Okay. We can discuss old events. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we can do that. All right. Is there anything else? I'm sure we're probably over time already. Yes, we are 30 minutes over time. Are we really? Yes. We're we're trying to do 20 minute shows. <laughs> we started at 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you're right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so this is the M6P. You can email us at uh, m6plc at gmail.com. You can go to our website, dm6p.com, and follow us on Twitter at dm6p. You can look us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash dm6p. You can hit us up on Instagram and YouTube and all those other social media places under dm6p. You can also check out our Marvelous Box at themarvelousbox.com. And you can be a part of our show by giving us a call and leaving us a message that will play on the air at 616-755-TINA. We are sponsored by DCBService.com, discount comic book service. Order all your single issues for 40% off. And InStockTrades.com, get all your trades in stock for 35% off. Also check out Community Retail Partnership at CRPSavings.com and MichaelWebSolutions.com. All right, well, until next time, this is the M6P.